afternoon or morning or evening to everyone. This is episode 34 of the Are We Still Here podcast. I'm Sasha. And I'm Jess. And it sounded like Sasha was doing the news then. <laughs> I'll be a terrible newsreader. I won't be able to keep a straight face. Uh, I still think that you have the better intro- introductory voice, but hey. Maybe we should just pre-record that and then press play on it. Great idea. Great idea. Today, guys, be going over um well last time we went over reaching your potential and we kind of um accidentally I guess went into nutrition um as the full topic for the full podcast which is fine but this week we're going to do almost like a part two um but we're going to forget about that um and go into more the training and lifestyle the other two pillars of of health and fitness and just uh, leave nutrition alone for a bit and just yeah talk about training and lifestyle so I um I really like to listen to the high performance podcast. Have you listened to any episodes before? I haven't. I've heard my client Gemma really likes them. Um, I've never listened to one, but maybe I should. They're really good, but they they ask a question at the beginning, which is um, what does a high performance life look like? And they have like lots of athletes or like inspirational uh, business people on and stuff like that. And it is really interesting to hear what different people's interpretation of that is so I guess in what we're talking about today like a good maybe question would be like what does reaching your full potential look like to you Sash Mm. Mm. on you as well (laughs) no prep team no no meal prep I think um I think when people say like what is fitness to you obviously it it leads into what is true potential what is high potential high performance for you um I always think of the word opportunity so for me I would like to be able to do anything that I wanted physically uh, within reason of course um I don't know so say I'd like to I always said I'd like to be able to go for a long run on holiday without really thinking about preparing for it or feeling like shit for the rest of the day or um you know really having to think about how much it's gonna hurt and how much I'm not very good and blah blah it'd be nice to just get up on a morning on holiday and just you know go for a nice long run on the beach and you know we always say people say they hate running it's like I probably just going too fast but hey that's a topic for for another um another day um so yeah I would say for me it would just be never having my physical ability be a limitation to the life that I want to want to lead if that makes yeah that's well nice I like that (laughs) what did I say what day is it um you said about it not being a limitation to the life you want to lead having my physical ability limit um the way I want to live my life Mm. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's it, isn't it? I, I would say mine is 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 probably not too dissimilar to really, which is um like just there's a it's a bit of a weird thing because I always used to be like with my with my fitness, um if I can, why shouldn't I type of thing? If my if I'm able to, like why wouldn't I do it type of thing? Yeah. Which isn't necessarily like there's there's positives to that and there's also negatives to that because it's like well, yeah, just because just because you can doesn't mean you always should. Because what if that actually is ever a, a negative impact? Just because you can do a juice diet doesn't mean you should. Like, 
I think it's James Fitzgerald that says just because it exists, it doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. And this is where we, when we spoke about before, it's like the borrowed goals thing and stuff like it needs to make sense to you. Um, and a lot of people learn by doing it and then realizing it's not what they wanted to or whatever. But I do think that that is still an element of it for me where it's like, sometimes I like every now and again, not all the time doing stuff that I didn't think I could do. Um, mm. And that used to probably be um, probably quite ego driven when it was, when I first started training, which was like in the gym and like numbers and whatever, but like something which has changed in that sense is, is more about, okay, well, I don't think I will be able to do that, but I'll give it a whirl and more about the the journey to that place than just the outcome itself. Um, so like reaching my full potential is like, okay, how do you think you could do it? Well, of course I'm going to give it a whirl. How, um, what's that going to look like to get there? And that has to kind of like excite me in, in a way for it to be worth the while. Like I would have given up doing training for the Mara if I wasn't asked do you know what I mean if it, what my, my heart wasn't in it yeah no of course and I think there's a lot in that um that, you know people say oh would you do what you currently do within fitness if if no one else was watching or if no one knew about it and I think that's a really interesting insight because I think it I would mm. I never, like I said to you I never really post my training like so I guess I'm already doing that um, but I think if you if the answer to that question is no, then mm. Mm, I don't know. I feel like there's something in that, like, it's like an announcement culture, isn't it? Yeah, it's like validation. Like, look what I can do. Like showing off almost. When in reality, like like we always say, like in the end, it's it's only you and no one. I don't actually. I'm into fitness, and I don't really give a shit what people how people are training like unless it's a client of mine or or, or a, I don't know a close friend or a family member that I'm helping but mm. I didn't give a shit so it's almost like I guess you've got to say well, who are you doing this for yeah for your fans on insta then I'm gonna guess it yeah. wouldn't last that long but then another thing I saw someone put a um what's a my god oh. Um, if fitness and training didn't affect the way you look would you still do it and a lot of people said no but then I was like seriously like what about how you feel but it's like no I would do something else as in I wouldn't go to the gym Mm, you would get it yeah yeah, which I, and then I were like, well, you just answered your own question then. Mm. It's not what it is, what it's about to a certain extent to some people. But if if you wouldn't carry on doing this, if it didn't affect the way you look and you'd stop and do something else, then maybe you should be doing that other thing that you're not doing that you want to do. Mm. People say, oh, I don't know, I would hike or climb or um, swim or surf or uh, run or mm. I don't know whatever row in in the in, in a river I don't know it's like, <laughs> do that then yeah but it's like you and I obviously know the benefits of strength training which was why we inc- it, that's the thing it's like the difficulty of like you and I understand and probably quite a lot of people listening to this understand the benefits of strength training and why it's important for long-term health yeah. so it's like it's got to make sense in regards to what you're trying to achieve and making sure you do that because if your goal is to 
live a long, healthy life with minimal aches and pains and be able to get up off the toilet on your own when you're 80. You've got to lift some weights, baby. Lift some weights. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to lift some weights. And it's like, you, as much as you love running, and, and I see that quite often, like I've had clients even recently come to me who just like running. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but they've got a goal of not getting any injuries anymore. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, we're going to have to strength train. But it has to look, that might look different for a lot of people. If the gym, you know, like the gym, it's like, okay, could you, what could you do at home? Or how could we incorporate that in, in other ways? But just for ease of accessibility, the, the gym is an easy option for that that as a solution isn't it of course but then it always goes back to wait the way in how you look I think I think sometimes people don't want to admit that you know and I, I think it's totally fine I don't think we should ridicule anyone for if they've got like more um you know sh- I wouldn't say shallow but more goals to do with appearance but mm-hmm. I was talking to a client the other day and she's she's going to the gym and everything and she's getting it done she's enjoying it once she's there but the lead up to it is always like oh god I've got and I said well maybe maybe your answers to health and fitness for you don't lie in the gym but then she knows that if she wants to look the way that she has before then she'll probably have to go to the gym and we can't lie about that um and it's like okay so what's more important do you want to you want to you know live the life that you want to lead and spend more time outside and 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 exercise in that way or do you want to train to have a a a specific physique and then it's like well what do you want more Mm. is to build a a, you know relatively strong aesthetically you know pleasing whatever physique like weights have a lot to do with that and we can't say that it doesn't you know mm-hmm. so it's hard and then people think it always goes back to yeah I want to be healthy but I also want to look good and it's like okay well you might have to if you want to look good and whatever you think obviously that's subjective isn't it there's a lot of people out there that think muscle is ugly there's a lot of people that think it's beautiful blah blah, blah. but if your own opinion is that you like it then you can't build muscle without um, progressively adding load to certain movements over time. You, you can't do it. Mm. So it's hard. Why do you think it is that people uh, maybe say, not everybody, but some people say, I want to look good as a caveat to their goals, but they don't say it as like, it's maybe like a little, like, cause I think I would probably say, this is my goal. This is my goal. This is my goal. But yeah, I also train like just because it may I feel like I look good when I'm training like as in like I feel like I get the benefits aesthetically from training as well as but it's almost like a byproduct to me not the main feature but I wonder why people side sideline it is it because it's maybe the worry of like seem like seeming vain maybe of how they'll be perceived definitely um but also the thing is with the way training specific obviously we've gone over this a a million times but the the problem with only seeing is training for the way you look is that you can't really control it Mm. so like people think x uh, you know uh whatever plus whatever equals whatever it's like it doesn't always yeah people who just will never have a tiny waist and a big bum you know there's some people that will just never have big capped shoulders i can't think of what people want these days but that's why a lot of people don't it doesn't last long because 
you can't control it okay to a certain extent you know if you want massive quads then just do a shitload of leg extension eat loads of food you know like quite simple but I don't think that's the case for most people and I think it comes with with age as well like it used to be everything to me it's all I really gave a shit about but but now it's so refreshing to be going through my session and thinking this isn't going to change the way I look and I'm still doing it because I literally don't care but I think that's like that comes with time um and obviously your physique will change when you train obviously I'm not saying that at all but you have to put your body in a in an environment that makes room for adaptation to to occur right so you know a lot of us will be going to the gym and then they'll leave and then doing god knows what drinking a load of booze doing a load of gear I don't know (laughs) not moving eating shit getting delivery and it's like sorry but don't work like that you know so it's tough but it's a good question actually why do yeah why are we not saying it why are we not open about saying that I know I know if I would never judge anyone if they said I just want to look mega I'd be like nothing else no anything else under that thing and then but you know what it's very rare that that's just unless if that's the case I'd be like okay well you're probably with the wrong person then Mm. I would almost put just aesthetics in like kind of like the competing um you know bikini thing or or the the male version I very rarely get someone that just wants to look good but I guess that's and I'm, I'm guessing you don't either. And that's probably just the message that we put out. And I think if someone came to me just with aesthetic goals like that, I'd be like, you must be new here. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find me? Who gave you my details? Maybe my number because I think you're in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I did an email about um, this kind of thing the other day about people saying women uh weights don't make you bulky whatever and I just think we shouldn't just say that it's a myth it doesn't because at the end of the day like I said in my email if my client doesn't want muscle like too much muscle in her arms and she genetically is prone to that then that's fine by me who am I to tell her that it's a myth and muscles are beautiful like no she can do whatever she wants if she don't want it then that's fine by me I don't give a shit I just want to I'm here to help her no one else um so yeah it's tough that's that's a that's a question that could go on for a long long time I think but it's not super interesting and what about lifestyle then when we talk about reaching your full potential in your lifestyle so like you touched upon it there which we spoke about what you do in the hour at the gym is so insignificant if you're then going home sitting on your bum all day having poor uh hydration sleep stress uh habits or um factors in your life it it literally means it literally means shit basically if you if you're not paying attention to those um so what would reaching your full potential mean in your lifestyle look like I and I, when we talk about this kind of stuff, I always remember what my mum said. Um, is that people don't realise what feeling good feels like. Mm. So a lot of people live in you know chaos, stress, and cortisol levels through the roof, and fight or flight, and bad back, bad knee, um, headaches, whatever. 
obviously some of it's you know medical and there's nothing we can do about it but you know problems things like that yeah drink enough water you get a headache Mm. it's just a compensation for dehydration so it's like and people I've got a headache a headache and it's like we almost don't think we think about oh it might be this it might be this or it might it's it's probably because you're dehydrated Mm. but people just I feel like there's a lot of people out there who live in a constant 60 percent yeah lifestyle that's not that's not lifting weights that's lifestyle do you um do you remember when you first started looking after yourself that that feeling good because I do yeah I do remember and I think that's London I think that's when we when we talk about like Sasha and I being like why is nobody else doing this why does no one else love it as much as we do they don't know the benefits like oh my god and it's so hard because you all you want is for people around you to to feel as good as you feel but it's not it's not always as easy as that and it's also not always you know that these people around us might have chronic conditions and we don't know that us saying oh you probably just need to go for a walk is probably Mm -hmm. helpful um but no mine was um London when my mum got a job at Pure Gym and I was going with her in the morning and I was studying actually for PT at the time so I was kind of very like in like a cycle of just well rhythms you know when I said when people like want to you know lose weight or do whatever it's like sometimes finding a really good routine can really help with that because the structure can help and I think that was why I felt good because I had to go to bed early because I had to be up because my mum had to leave and I left with her I had to study after work um because I had no other time to do it so I had to have the energy so then I'd have to so everything would kind of knock on to another thing um and I just remember being like oh I feel great like I feel energized I feel like I'm my productivity levels are high um when I got home and you know I thought after a full-time job going home to then have to open anatomy and physiology and learn I'd be like but I was just like no I actually feel okay about it Mm. Um, and obviously because I worked in an office it was and it was a, like a fashion, quite uh, female-centered office where a lot of people were complaining about their weight all the time and uh, exercise and where, what they were getting for lunch, what was the lowest calorie thing they could find and stuff. I remember just thinking like, oh, I'm quite glad that I'm not like that. <laughs> I just feel like nice, you know. But no, I, that, I think that was mine. Yeah, so pro- probably when I was about 23, 24, maybe. Yeah, I was probably not too far off because I'd just graduated and was living in Manchester going to Pure Gym a lot. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Pure Gym seems to be the start of everyone's fitness journey. (laughs) We say it, but it's really not, you know. Good on them for making the gym accessible to all. Yeah, because it was a bargain as well, wasn't it, when you... Like what well, it still is, and it's actually like quite good. It's quite decent, isn't it? It's like a good big space, and it's always got um, what is it like twenty four hours and stuff as well. Yeah, the one in Manchester Urban Exchange, which I have quite a few clients that go to, um, it's amazing. That's they, the one I went to. Oh yeah, of course, it's amazing now. The the stuff that they obviously I want that you know when CrossFit became popular, if you didn't have anything a functional area people weren't going to go to your gym anymore. They were going to go to a CrossFit gym. So I think they took took care of that. And because it's so big, 
you know if you're going at even if it's almost going into peak time I'm sure it wouldn't be extremely busy um but you know if you're going at off peak then you probably have the whole gym like to yourself almost um no it's great no I love that gym I'm actually going to go visit, visit it soon with a client and see what see what's going down but a lot of people even like Lucy Davis and thingy they film all their content in that gym so it can't be shit yeah yeah I think, yeah. I think it's great but yeah 23 24 was when I decided oh I, I discovered that looking after yourself actually made you feel good but how much of that as well was like um, really tapping into your lifestyle? Because I don't think I fully appreciated that even though I was getting into health and fitness, the elements of my lifestyle that um, I could have worked better on to make myself feel even better. Like I reaped a lot of benefits of feeling good just from moving my body a little bit more, walking to and from work every day um, and trying to be less of like a binge drinker on a weekend pretty much that was like enough for me to start feeling good I'd not even tapped into my sleep I'd not even really tapped into eating more because I was always trying to eat less um you know what I mean like that type of stuff uh managing stress I worked in like PR at the time it was quite stressful yeah you really didn't really acknowledge that no, I think I think that kind of stuff comes with education. Like I don't think at the time I wasn't thinking about stress responses and cortisol levels and flight or flight and gut microbiome and shit. I was just thinking about getting enough sleep. And I think because my mum had just started like a well, not just started, she was deep into like a career in fitness. It was and because I lived with them at the time, it was almost like I just did what she did, you know. Yeah and then we'd have a nice dinner so I was aware that I was eating well um and then obviously I was going to bed because I had to get up so I think I did notice that it was probably the routine the exercise the food the hydration and I didn't drink at all at the time um like literally I don't think I had a drink for for a couple of years at one point properly um so that's obviously has something to do with it because we forget that people we have one glass of wine or one drink here and when you don't drink a lot and you have one glass of wine you even feel it in the morning well if you're under the age of 25 listening to this then you won't but it's all coming don't worry Matt um, the other day Matt had a drink at the weekend and he was like the next morning he was like god I've got a right headache but I didn't even drink that much I was like it's because you're 32 <laughs> oh he's 33 now 33 because awesome. you're 33 and also like you can't drink like he used to like you've had like he didn't he's not drank since Christmas and then he had a drink at the weekend yeah weeks off mm. when dry Janners is starting to kind of lose the will to live well that, I'm, that Matt actually had a drink he normally goes all the way through dry jam but he was like yeah I'm not really that I'm, I can have a few and not be that bothered like whereas he used to use it as like a massive cut-off point but I think we forget as well that people say I'm not hungover I'm just tired it's like yeah that's a hangover that's the same thing. Same thing. So no, I'm just tired because I didn't sleep much. It's like, no, no, dear. That's just a hangover. <laughs> but you must know that by now. No? It's like, no. There's a reason you need two sleeps. Yeah. After you've got a drink. So potential in lifestyle doesn't involve that much alcohol, unfortunately. And mm. we can sugarcoat it as much as we want. We can say it's fine in moderation, which it is, but we're talking about full potential here and you are always going to be slightly limited when alcohol is in the picture Mm -hmm. and as much as we said it's like we we weren't going to talk as much about nutrition today alcohol is a lifestyle factor for many 
that crosses over it does yeah you're right it's not yeah it's nutrition of course but it's people who drink a lot have a different life have a more social lifestyle or use it as a crux I guess or you know um obviously this could go into something a lot deeper and a lot more psychological but alcohol is a funny one because um I said it in my email as well there's a lot of people that advertise their coaching and, and in the in the uh Instagram bio it'll say I'll help you reach your goals without cutting out things that you love and in the emojis it'll be like a pint of lager emoji and like a cake and it's like yeah that's all well and good you can improve your health while still including those things but some for some people there might be some habits that they just need to try and leave behind yeah and being like three pints instead of five it's like yeah that's fine at the beginning but it'll get to a point where still three pints pints every day is just it's just like ridiculous you Mm. know um, but that's hard. Again, it's it's. I read this. In, what I, I read this in my book before. It's like the truth hurts a lot more. You know, you can you can sugarcoat something, and that they'll like the answer more. And sometimes you've just got to be the bad person. We got to be the baddie and just be like, mm, it's probably not wise. And obviously, like in the alcohol podcast, I um, I think we shared. Oh yeah, because we did a podcast about alcohol. Yeah, way back when. Way back episode in the uh, in the 10 in the first 10 I think um and it's like if you drink a lot and then you cut down even if you have one it releases the same signals in your brain because it's getting ready for the rest um so it, it, I mean it's so complicated and we couldn't possibly cover it in in this podcast or we couldn't possibly cover it without a specialist but if the topic of, of today's podcast is is um lifestyle and training potential then it probably doesn't involve yeah. a, lot, a lot of alcohol. Episode 16, by the way, if you want to go listen back to the alcohol one. Yes, good. How did you do that so quick? I just, I just looked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> Quite simple. Um, <laughs> let's go into the training bit, because I think this is really interesting. This is a, a training, full potential in training, I think, is a huge topic. Huge topic um what's your opinion on it Jess well I I talk to my clients about this quite a lot because I I only work with women and um one of the big challenges that they often face as as like my clients specifically is that balance of being quote-unquote motivated enough in their words we all like not without trying to say like uh me and Sasha's on about like slagging off myth busting earlier but like without slagging off like the whole motivation's a myth it really is because people almost think motivation is this big buzzword and you need to have it all the time and you don't so it's this this sweet spot between being motivated quote unquote enough to to be training frequently consistently to be making progress and that doesn't mean you're seeing progress week on week but you are kind of I've got that that goal in your vision and you're just moving towards it. It doesn't have to be aggressive or intense or anything like that, but you're moving towards it. You need to be a certain level of that to actually move forward. But neither do you want to be going out of the gates, all guns blazing, and then not being able to keep that up because that's also where people fall into a big trap where they're like, I'm doing five sessions a week. And then as soon as they do three one week because something comes up at work or they're ill or whatever, 
they then beat themselves up. And it's like, there needs to be a level of flexibility in people's lives and how you train. And it takes a long, 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 long time. It's took me a long time to get to that where it's not a set number of sessions every single week, even though it sort of is like I do a set number of sessions every week, but also I wouldn't be heartbroken if something happened and interfered with one of those sessions, because I think uh, I shared a post in that the other day, which was our pal, Jonathan Goodman. Um, He did a good post, which basically said, uh, you are in five years time, you won't care if you crushed your workout on January the 24th. Um, you'll care that you showed up, focus on being consistent. Fitness is a lifelong journey, not a 30 day challenge. And it's like that reminder of if you miss a workout, it's not the end of the world. If you don't feel like that workout was a massive success, it's also not the end of the world. It's like you're doing the do. And it's like, it's quite hard to get yourself in that mindset of I'm just doing what I need to do to get to where I want to be. And it can feel quite like monotonous, um, and that's the side of fitness that isn't sexy or sells or anything like that. So for me, it's that sweet spot. I've been spurred on enough, but not to the point of burnout. It's in between those two where you can make progress and it feel like sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I was thinking about writing, writing something about this because it's something that I see over and over again. Now, so I almost expect it now. Um, but it's like the honeymoon period. Mm. um I took on a, a few new ladies in in the new year and obviously it's fucking hell not even what does it today it's not even the end of January yet so yeah well and truly in its infancy mm. and um people like not specifically these these three girls but just you know people that I've worked with in the past and I can I can see it coming like they want everything to be green they want green ticks they want perfection they want this they want that and and then I'll get a message and it's like oh I couldn't do that session I'm really sorry and I'm just like so I was like and that's what I obviously I say in the consultation I'm like at the beginning you want to see a red cross that red cross will send you under you will not want to see it you will feel like you have messed up and you'll feel like you've let me down which is the most bizarre thing because I don't care because I know that you're going to have many more red crosses. I always say to her, you're going to have, I'll tell you what, by the end of the year, you're going to have quite a few red crosses. And I was like, it, do, it doesn't matter. It's, we need to get out of the um, wanting, like you said, like wanting to fix everything instantly. Like sometimes in the notes on people's workouts, I get like, oh, I don't put a weight at the beginning because I don't know what they can do. So I'll say, um, build to a set of 12, but leave three or four reps in the tank you know they're like what what weight and I'm like it doesn't matter mm. I think it doesn't matter what weight it is what is what's the instruction so maybe have a go with a five kilo I don't know what the exercise is but have a go with a five kilo how does that feel yeah yeah I reckon it was about right there you go so next time I'll put yeah uh, yeah you know 12 reps 12 reps at five kilos but I don't know at first it's like if there isn't like a specific number or a specific amount or a specific macro number or a calorie number or sleep hours or how many times to do this or do this, it's like we want instructions so much because we want to, um, like uh, Craig was saying on the call this morning, Jess in the car, it's like people want 
oh well okay so what should I do about this what should and then we're going to be like so for this you're going to do this for this you're going to do this for this you're going to do this and for this you're going to do this and by the time you've done all that for a month your problem's going to be solved and and that'll be it your life will be perfect and it's like that is it is utterly ridiculous and it isn't going to happen um and I've had people say like oh should I just should I just um do as much weight as I can here and I'm like if you do as much weight as you can on the first session where are we going what, what are we doing next time and they're like uh and I'm like so next Monday when you do this session but you already maxed out okay so what 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 am I gonna do and they're like oh yeah and I'm like this is just your training you're not competing and you know it's you against you whatever but and it's not you against you today it's mm. do what we what we spoke about and do what we prescribed and and just trust how, that it will go you know that's the reason I write the program it's like I, I know what's happening in that amount of time. Just take it as it comes, one workout at a time. It's not going to do anything, but it will in the future. But it, mm. it's hard because people want, this is going to fix this. If you eat this, it will fix this. If you do this exercise, it will fix this part of you. And it's like, mm-mm. What, what's also funny about that is, even if you did do that, which we would never do, even if you did do that it'd be too overwhelming and people would give up anyway so it's like people think they want a solution for everything give me a solution for that give me a solution for that give me a solution for that it's like if we gave you a solution to all the challenges or things that we foresee that you need to work on you would get too overwhelmed from the off so it's like our job is basically to ease you in but but people get a bit frustrated with that because they want it all now and it's like there's a reason we're doing it step by step by step is to stop that overwhelm exactly and sometimes you just got I think macros is the most common one for this it's like have you counted your macros before yeah 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 quite a few times okay did it did it you know was it good for you did it work for you did you like it um yeah yeah I I really liked it It worked okay so how come it's a year from then and you've not done it since Hmm. oh well um so it didn't work then because you're back to you're back to where you were so you want me to give you another set of macros that might be a little bit different to the ones you've had before and you think that that's the issue that it was just too much too many grams of protein or too little grams of fat and like that post I sent you Jess um I'll read it just in case I don't want to do it in injustice um from Sam Smith Sam Smith not the singer um (laughs) the opex guy uncomfortable truth prescribing macros isn't hard getting clients to understand why macros won't solve their problems is hard and it's one of the most common conversations I think I have is like you're not where you are now because you haven't had enough grams of fat isn't it isn't it funny because um (laughs) it's again it's what we said I think we said this last week it's like everyone thinks it's an equation it's like a maths maths equation we're all just trying to work out yeah, it's a personality thing, though, isn't it? You know. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. I don't know if is it, is, is it a personality thing though, because I feel like I maybe felt like that in the beginning, but don't now. And I'm not always like I'm not like that with everything. I don't think. Like I think we're, we're both you and I. Like we say, probably what makes us like the coaches that we are is that we always stay curious. Mm-hmm. That we're always like, okay, well, what's the solution to that, or what's the why is that the way it is? Yeah, that's interesting, actually. Maybe I think it's a, for, for example, I think, what did I, I can't remember what I read 
that gave me this thought. I'm not going to take credit for it, but I'll, I'll have a think and see if I can. But we have different, in different parts of our lives, we are, um, so we, you know, I sometimes say in consult, like in what part of your, in what part of your life are you the most organized? So for example, I am very organized when it comes to um, my to-do list. Mm-hmm programming you know I, I I have a number that I do every day I always write everything I have to do in my notebook I take everything off that's it for the day I'm also very orderly with um my, my wardrobe <laughs> like I hang everything up the minute the first thing when I just got in from down south today is I unpacked my suitcase put my trainers on my thing and put the shoe shapers in because I don't like my trainers to lose their shape so to some people, that's utterly ridiculous. I think me and you are on different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, so, but that's, but there's some parts of my, my life where I'm not organised at all. So yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like I'm an organised person. It's like with the things that matter most to me, I'm the most organised. So for example, food shopping, for me, I'm not organised at all because I live so close to, I usually buy um put it this way I haven't done a big shop in as long as I can remember one because I'm not near a big supermarket and I don't drive so I can't Mm. Um, so I tend to go out most days or on my way home get dinner which Mm. is fine you know but that's not necessarily organized is it and a lot of people are like no I want my weekly shop on a Sunday and then I figure out what I'm gonna have Monday you know breakfast lunch dinner blah, blah blah which is again totally fine but that person who's really organized with that might leave their suitcase packed for a week and mm-hmm. put throw their trainers in the corner. So it's like we are orderly in different parts of our lives, which is why it's not necessarily a personality thing. It's a priority and, and uh, it's our, uh, I know they call it a money dial or, you know, something. It's like your values, isn't it? Yeah, it's your, exactly. So it's not personality it's values because I, I like my wardrobe to be organized and I yeah. like to be organized. So yeah, it's a funny one. I can't remember why, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I did think of it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> never know these days. I never remember where I go. It is. And I always think as well, it's like what changes through, because like, for example, um, say you, you haven't got any kids. As soon yeah. as you have kids, your priorities shift and you yeah. have to change. Like I'm in the process of doing, um a postnatal program which launches next week and I'm already thinking like the the message that I'm communicating with these either new mums or or mums is totally different it's totally different to clients because it's almost like they they they're coming to us because they're focusing on their health because they want to but at the same time is health still number one priority probably not in their household whereas like it, it has to wedge in and fit in somewhere and that's what we've had to think of that in the workouts that we're programming and the time length and making the information easily accessible that it's not really time consuming in that way and stuff like that because otherwise it's it it doesn't fit and it's got to fit yeah I think that's as the two 30 year old women with no kids I think that's going to be super hard for us to um communicate I've just been down south and I spent five days with a 16 month old and I don't have any young people really like young young like that in my immediate family so I, I don't really know what, what it's like and I was you know five days with Will who's the, the young one 
and it makes you realize like I if this was my life right now and I there was no one else here to help me I would not have time for anything because because I'm like well he's here he's yeah yeah standing next to me do you know um I saw a video this morning which was like um people in people who haven't got kids getting up in the morning it was like you know them videos that we were joking about last week where it's like get out of bed make a coffee stand in the window watching the sunrise and then it was like it was like really nice tranquil music and it was like do 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 and then it was like waking up with um kids and it was like rock music like really intense like a pillow getting smashed across your face then like falling in the kitchen over like loads of toys then like getting your dressing gown tugged and it's like that is the reality shift it's like it's a big it's a big change exactly because that baby doesn't doesn't think about any of this that baby is just just needs you to be there yeah Wolf would wake up and you'd hear him and then it'd be like right let's entertain this this boy now for the next five hours because then it's nap time and then by the time it's nap nap time his mum's got work to do and I don't know wants to nap or wants to do and then and then he wakes up and then it's entertainment again until bedtime and it's like until you witness that we are in no position to be like oh you need to make some time for yourself if that now I know if if someone said that to me and I was a mum, I'd literally be like you are in you need to shush you have <laughs> this is yeah and this is this is what me and Taryn have said on this program it's like if you feel like now is a time that you want to focus on your health then great this is what we can we can work with you on but it's not for us to be like now is the time to focus on your health now is the time I'd be like yeah what? exactly but it's exactly the same as us, us now like now is the time to focus on your health people and they're like nah, that doesn't feel like the right time because that's why it has to be the right moment for you so when it comes to reaching your full potential like Sasha and I said last week that will look different at different points in your life and obviously being the advocates of we are, that we are of a, of health and fitness we believe that there should be that should be a priority in some way shape or form at all times however that takes a lot of time to make it sort of ingrained into your lifestyle which is ultimately what we, what we're trying to to help with absolutely and i think at the beginning of you hiring someone to help I think it does kind of have to be in there because the first three months is tough Mm -hmm. lots of conversations between you and your coach and you know a new routine that needs focus and but I've got clients who I've been working with for years and right now uh, for example my client um, Elaine who I've been working with her for, for a long time now she's just moved house and got a new job is she giving loads of feedback on sessions and booking in for all loads of calls and doing this and doing that. Is she fuck? She hasn't got time. She's, she's hyper-focused. Is she doing um, two or three sessions a week? Yeah. I'm not going to hassle her Mm. because we've been doing this now. We know what the crack is. Yeah. Okay. Um, There might be a time where she's settled in her job and she might want to add a little bit more focus to it. That's totally fine. But for now, it's just, you know, it's just simmering and she's just doing what she needs to do. Um, and then I have people that have just started who need that contact and they need that help and they need the messages and they need the calls and they need this because it it is their top priority at the minute because they've invested and they want to, you know, work through um, the more complex things that they've been thinking and stuff. And it's just like, it doesn't have to be a priority when you've been doing this for a long time, like for you or I. But if you're at the start, then it, it, I would say it'd probably be good if it was. Because it makes it hard if it's not up there, doesn't it? 
oh god especially if you've never done it before it ain't happening and that's when you feel I think as well a lot of people feel like they've failed because they're like well I'm not focused on this as I should be yes. but not focused as I should be it's like that doesn't matter that's not yeah. Yeah. as long as it's in your vision yeah. Yeah. It has, okay. yeah it has to be in there a little bit but and that's why at the beginning obviously that the calls are longer and we need to think about stuff because the 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 issues that we're working through might be a lot more complex um and that's why obviously there's, there's an essence of keep it simple like we did a, a podcast two weeks ago keep it simple stupid there's some things that are extremely simple but the one thing that isn't simple is the human brain (laughs) so um we shouldn't be um in fact I just got my books like that uh, there was a quote that I liked yeah so Beware of intellectuals who make a monotheism out of their theories of motivation beware in more technical terms of single variable uh, causes for diverse complex problems. So be aware of people giving you a simple solution or a blanket solution to something that is very, very complex, which is like why you think of something. It's probably not simple. There are probably a, a small amount of times that it is simple, but if it's something that you've been dealing with for 20 odd years, it ain't simple. Yeah. And this is also, without, get, again, going too much into the nutrition side of things, mm-hmm. why um, we've got so much to say about diet clubs that use random language instead of actual science or scientific language. Okay, this is how you lose weight via a calorie deficit. This is how you lose weight via sins and body magic, which is what they call exercise, by the way. Which What? Body, body what? Body magic and slimming world, that's what they call it. Really? exercise is called body magic what's the what's the thought process behind that no idea I don't know what client told me and I, I, I was like hey, excuse me what I never, I've literally never heard that before in my life body magic interesting but yeah well exactly that's exactly what the quote says beware of blanket statements for it, it's funny because there's a certain person that I can think of in our industry who says that a lot and has almost made made it their living right not naming names but that person is a huge fan of the person who wrote this book so (laughs) I don't know you know beware of intellectuals who make a monotheism out of their theories of motivation it's like yeah it's uh, I don't know who you're talking about yeah you talking about James Smith oh right okay yeah I thought he was but I didn't know James, uh, James well obviously you know I'm not downplaying his his work at all but he kind of made that term accessible did is he a fan of thingy jp oh right i thought you were reading um Jenna lambert yeah i was confused and i was like is he this is um a, this is a funny one because jp is someone who is is hated by many people in the world most of most of whom have never read his book. So I find, I always find that super interesting. I, yeah, I, never, I never get that. I never get that. It's like, if you hate, if you hate someone and you've never read anything that they've done, it's like, what do you hate? Oh, they said something once. Good one. <laughs> okay. Uh, people say stupid shit all the time. Mm. I say stupid stuff sometimes. Uh, I hope that doesn't mean that people hate me. <laughs> 
but yeah I like that don't yeah don't downplay don't downplay something that is a lot probably a lot more complex than you think and going back to the the, the podcast title if you want to reach your true potential in fitness and and lifestyle it might mean doing some of the inner work that might take a, a, a long time it might even detract you from um doing those things that you feel like you should be doing like the training the walking the whatever yeah and I think when when we talk about like inner work it probably scares people because they're like well or like not scares but maybe like puts them off because they're like I ain't got time for that guys like I ain't got time to sit down and do the inner work on how I feel about a certain thing or whatever and it's like well don't complain about not getting where you want to be then because you've got to yeah like and Sasha probably love this don't complain about being in debt but never looking at your bank account like (laughs) it's got to be it's got to make sense make it make sense make it make it make sense for the love of god no 100% it's like a lot of people so it's like you have to look at it the scary stuff you have to look at it like you just spoke about the debt thing it's like some people don't want to tackle it and they're too scared to even look at their bank account it's like you just got to look at it don't leave it another day don't leave it in the fog because it will come back and bite you in the ass it might be hard looking at it now and it might be painful and scary but it's gonna it, it can destroy your world if you don't look at it so it's it's really important to not leave stuff under wrap I think we also need to go into a bit of the actual training stuff as well <laughs> yeah yeah like we'll keep saying that and then going on something else okay shoot okay training stuff um true potential in training we in OPEX we do a continuum um it's, it's a nice way of looking at it it make you know we always say make it make sense and I like the um the systematic um like visual yeah 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 so we have um motor, motor control so that's number one can you do a split squat mm. no okay so why are you doing heavy back squats you can't even bend on one leg and get back up mm-hmm. You, you've gone to level 10 and you're on minus two in the legs. So motor control is what you start with if you're a beginner. It's like, can you do um, Can you do this, basically? The yeah. end, can you do well, it? No? Okay. The, the funny thing about fitness, though, is obviously it's like, so um, anyone, anyone can do exercise, right? Anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. But the difference is between... Um, like, and that's why having a coach is useful because they tweak the things that you are not necessarily doing wrong, but not doing to your full potential of like Sasha's like those, those basic motor skills. Like, and this is why, um, CrossFit as many as has a lot of benefits. It also hinders a lot of people because they're like, well, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. But it's like, well, are you doing it well? Are you, uh, are you doing it well? No. Well, I get backache every two weeks. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe we go back and like that case study that, mass use this morning of scaling it right back to body weight people think well I'm better than that I'm better than body weight and it's like be humble to go back to basics yeah absolutely and I think a, a good example of this is um a side plank this is a really good one because at the, at the beginning of um unless they're a complete and utter never even done anything before in their life I always do a side plank test um 
and a lot of people do it and they say I don't know let's just say 35 seconds they say yeah yeah it felt okay actually but my shoulder was dying and I'm like okay so you're not there yet side planks too much because you're not feeling it in the oblique which is where you're supposed to be feeling it your shoulders taking over because your core can't do anything Mm. because you don't know how to use it so if I just carried on and said 35 seconds okay next week do three lots of 25 seconds it'd be like no because they can't do the the side plank yet Mm. that's the issue you get with um what do you call it uh like generic template programs because in that program no one's looking at what you've done yeah so they would be like next week do 40 seconds next week do it's like yeah but they can't do this they can't do the side plank yet yeah and everyone's so keen to go on to the next bit and it is difficult it is really hard yeah but it just the thing is is it needs a discussion it needs a it needs a conversation without it you don't know what you're doing so I would say okay so um we're not quite there yet so what we're going to do is we're going to do this one where you go up into a side plank and just drop the knees it's not easy still Mm. Um, tuck the hips you can do a reach forward with the upper arm can you feel your oblique yeah yeah now I can feel it okay let's try and get 40 seconds in this position done let's go let's try and build up to a max set of 90 seconds on each side with your knees down done okay let's try a 20 second side plank with the knees up oh yeah yeah. yeah. okay cool yeah scalable it's like sending those signals where your body's like oh yeah that's what I'm supposed to feel now let me go to the next level and people oh that's amazing it's like no it's not it's not amazing at all it's like oh oh oh, Sasha oh that's so it's like no that's just it's just how it's just, it's just how motor control works it's like people another example if people i'm trying to think of what people do in the gym a lot um grip for example deadlifts so at the beginning um oh yeah yeah no it felt fine it's just the grip was killing me it's like yeah your hamstrings aren't strong enough yet or lat pull down oh yeah it's fine just my forearms were burning it's like yeah okay you're not there yet but people often if they've been training for a long time they don't really like to hear that which I probably wouldn't either I'm not saying it's bad but it's hard for someone in a position of well not in a position of power but someone that you've hired I guess so you probably see them as a as a a bit of a position of power to say you shouldn't be doing that because of this yeah it's hard it's harder for the people who think they are already further along in their journey yeah for example oh yeah but I can power clean 60 kilos over and over again yeah but you can't deadlift mm. very well and you've got yeah even even using myself as an example when I came to you I was having um like hamstring problems well like my sciatica was flaring up and all sorts and we had to go back quite a few steps we did as so many hamstring bridges I can't even <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow, ow. we still do them now because we forget that those things that helped us we don't just remove them mm. we add them in every so often to just be like remember remember these <laughs> remember these that hurt um but yeah I think it's but I think it's nice almost as well it's like because you can you know then that the coach has you in mind and nothing else yeah and if you just explain to them like this is this is where you are um if you want to reach your full potential in in strength training, for example, then there are certain prerequisites that you, we think that you should probably meet before you move on to um, heavy uh, front squats, for example. Mm. 
like can you can you do a squat but first off they do a squat it looks a bit a bit shit no you can't so so i'm not going to test your five rep max on a front squat because you and it, it almost sounds insulting but it's not it's just it's just the the way that it works you know we've seen it and for years and years and years we've seen it go from you know i've trained people goblet uh Sorensen that a lot of people don't have in their gym but if we do then great goblet good morning dumbbell romanian deadlift maybe a kettlebell deadlift single leg mm. um rdl with a barbell maybe zercha good morning and like and then years and years and years and years and years whatever later it's like right heavy six barbell romanian deadlift 100 kilos to mm. a kilo woman and people are like that's so much it's like yeah but look what she's been doing that's mm. not that's fine but i can leave her to it she'll probably mm. do it and more mm-hmm. it's just the people that have without sounding really cheesy like honored honors the process but then you people who can deadlift 200 kilos but they'll do a good morning with a with an empty barbell and their back hurts yeah you see how you just you might have built that strength but you probably just pulled it off the floor wrong over and over and over again so when you just have to bend over it hurts yeah I think that's it that's a big factor isn't it like your full potential say for example if that is um, a certain if you're in someone's listening to this and they're like it's always been about lifting a certain weight or doing things in a certain time or anything like that it's like what compensation has that come at for other areas of your body and and that's where it comes down to like your full potential the a number or a certain lift or something like that the having a very well-rounded body in all areas what would you rather I would <laughs> not that that was a, it might have been rhetorical but I was <laughs> I think it would be nice whatever day I don't know say that you go into the gym on holiday and you just fancy doing some deadlift being able to go relatively heavy and when I say heavy I mean like you know not another nothing over 80 percent perhaps but on any given day mm. because you can't you know my client Rebecca she's been training for donkey's years she could deadlift 100 kilos any day of the week with a small warm-up, probably. Yeah. Um, sorry, not 100 kilos, uh, 80 kilos. <laughs> not 100 kilos, 100 kilos. 200 kilos. Her max is 100, sorry. So yeah, she could de- probably deadlift 80% of her max on any given day. Mm. There are people who train to, to fatigue so much that if I said, right, you got to do 80% of your one rep max on Monday, they'd be like, oh, God. Um, oh, but I need to, I need to do this deadlift cycle to build up to it. And it's like, yeah, that's where it's like, what do you want out of this? Do you want to be able to perform and then do nothing? Or do you want to be able to, right, we're doing 80% today. You'll be fine. You know? And it's like, yeah, okay. It might, it might limit your absolute strength, which is your one rep max. But if you've said that that doesn't really matter to you, then why does it matter? If it does, it's totally fine. But there's so much to it. It's so much to it, but (laughs) going back on what I said to making a complex thing simple it's look at where you actually are today not where you were not where you think you could be what can you do today next time let's just do a little bit a little bit more than that yeah 
not let's do our max today when we haven't done anything and then you'll feel shit and then you'll have gums and then you'll like it because you feel like you've done work it's like no you need to work a teeny bit past your current capabilities and then just nudge it but communicating that's quite hard Mm. it's quite hard so step one motor skills what's step two oh god I I fast tracked myself when I'm um, (laughs) um endurance so I would say so motor control we've got split squat let's just use a split squat because it's so easy can you do eight split squats per leg at a three zero one one tempo three seconds down three two one knee touches the floor back up can you do eight to that tempo probably not at the beginning so let's say we've built up to that let's say you do 12 mm-hmm. oh oh okay right muscle endurance is then where your position is the limiting factor so let's say you did 20 reps um and then your position broke down on number 15 okay so you just need to work on a little bit more muscle endurance okay so say you did do that and you did three sets of 20 on each leg mm. three, zero, one. and, and the, the last rep looked the same as the first cool okay next strength endurance strength endurance is where the weight is the limiting factor not the position so this, bear in mind i'm making it sound quick it's not <laughs> this is this is sasha trying to go through it in one episode whereas realistically it's like Strength will take a long time. Put it this way: I'm at strength endurance now, and I and I have been and probably will be for the next probably ten years because I'm I won't go backwards, but I'm I don't want to go to number four because I don't need to for my function. Mm-hmm. So strength endurance would be heavy front squat, a set of six at eighty percent of your one rep max. Okay, so you can't do that unless you've got muscle endurance. You can't do that unless you've done alt motor control. Tick, tick, tick. That's where most people would stay, I think. Bear in mind, you don't do the heavy sets all the time, but you kind of, you accumulate motor control, you accumulate muscle endurance, you accumulate strength endurance. If it's a new movement, it doesn't matter if you've been training for 20 years. If you've, it's a new movement, you're at motor control. Mm. age in that in that movement is zero it doesn't matter that you can deadlift this if you're doing pull-ups now for example you've never done pull-ups then you're at motor control nothing wrong with that um and then the last one would be um absolute strength which is something that not everyone should be doing absolutely one rep max yeah yeah which is we spoke about before isn't it like when people are doing that in the programs it's like why and I definitely used to train like that yeah of course yeah. it was everything to me yeah yeah <laughs> all I cared about but absolute strength is your ability to call upon every single fiber in your body use every muscle that you can and do the most that you can at that in that minute mm. like, not easy yeah for example if you'd only been training for three months and you tried to deadlift heavy you would do it and you'd recover in two minutes because it's not because you 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 can't do that you're not strong enough to be strong yeah but if you've been doing 10 years and you've been doing deadlifts my client Matt for example um he did he's been deadlifting for so many years that the other he did hit a three rapper the other day and it was 250 kilos 
it wiped him out, which is totally fine. It, we knew it would. But he's so strong that he is able to call upon all of his muscle fibers and execute that and then need a few days. Yeah. Training for three months. You don't need three days off from anything unless you're sore from doing too much muscle endurance. This is why it's so hard because and I don't want to do it in an, an injustice because I'm making it sound like one, two, three, four. Yeah. Oh, you know, that might be a month, that might be a month, but in reality, you it's might be you yeah. might have, uh, motor control, motor control, motor control, get bored, two months off. Oh, motor control, <laughs> motor control, motor control, uh, muscle endurance, muscle endurance, um, go on a two-week bender. Hmm. Mus- motor, motor control, do you see how, how, how it might take a lot longer depending on the time you dedicate to, to it? Yeah, for sure. Sound complicated. It's not and it is. It just needs a conversation like most things. Because it's like we said earlier, well, the quote that you read from the book, which is like oversimplifying stuff or um, giving certain like jargon or labels to stuff. But it's like sometimes you do need to make it as simple as possible. Like I've, I've not heard that that one of the OPEX version before, but the way that I talk about it is my clients is like mechanics, consistency and then intensity. That's like the three that I try to because for most people, they don't need to talk. Absolute strength is a little bit. So far. Like, so very for few and far between, I think as well. Make the clients that I work with for sure. Um, but yeah, so like if you think about it in that sense, it's like okay. But again, like it sounds like a checklist, right? Am I doing it right? Yep. Okay. Am I consistently doing it right? Yep. Okay. Now I can load on like thirty kilos, forty kilos, fifty kilos, and it's like okay, cool. But if you're doing that in a week, then that's <laughs> that's not that's not correct. It needs to be years and years and years of stuff, and not being afraid to go back a step I think as well yeah reaching your full potential is like don't be afraid to take a couple of steps back mm-hmm. uh me with my hamstrings um don't be afraid to go right well like where how can I make this better by improving that movement because and our body's got a good way of showing us that right it'll give us a niggle it'll show us an imbalance it won't feel right we won't feel it in the place that we're supposed to feel it that type of thing Exactly. And like lockdown was a great example. I went from being able to probably ex- uh, express strength endurance, whatever day I wanted, really. But then lockdown happened and obviously training, uh, training slowed, slowed down and equipment was not really there. And so I was probably in muscle endurance. It doesn't mean that I've taken a step back. It means that I've done what we both said to do, which is just what can you do today? Mm-hmm. get attached with what where we have been and what we could have been and where we might be and what we could be in potential and this and that but none of it matters if you don't actually understand what you're capable of and the same applies for um that in everyday life which is if you get injured if you're unwell if something comes up like like you said there what am I capable of today exactly that's really but it's so hard because we 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 emotionally attach ourselves to things that we have previously done um, and I understand it. It's hard. Um, what did I, another quote for you. Uh-huh. Which is another reason it's like why it's important to when those big numbers or tests do come up, acknowledge like feeling like, how do you feel today? Exactly. What, else is, what else is going on in your life? 
Yeah. Oh, I haven't slept because I had a deadline last night and I stayed up till two in the morning doing it. And then my alarm went off at six and blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe today's not the day. Today's not the day. Do it anyway. If they keep doing that all the time, make excuses. Uh, I think we've had this discussion before. Just fucking do it. Mm. Feel the, this is, this is, you know, if, if this is what you want, but you keep doing the same thing over and over again, then I just, yeah, I'd make him do it. But if it was a one-off, I'd be like, no, of course, just no. Mm. But that, that I think you and I have both discussed with Dan and Mass, like I think because we're the women, we we naturally have more of a nurturing nature, yeah. It is, you know, it, it's what, you know, it's individual to us. That's totally fine. Um, Here's a quote. <clears throat> I sent it to a client who's just had a bit of a, a niggle, um, an issue playing golf and an adductor strain or something just from that rotation. Mm. Um, I said, success at, at a given endeavor often means trying, falling short, recalibrating with the new knowledge generated painfully by the failure and then trying again and falling short often repeated. Mm. So again, the cheesy saying like embrace failure and whatever and you don't, but if you don't take anything from that failure, then only is it a waste of time because you'll fall short all the time. All yeah. the time. If you, the time. If you don't fall short a few times, you are an anomaly. Mm. <laughs> I was doing this so well for so many years and never, never messed up. It's like everyone messes up. Everyone hurts themselves. Everyone gets probably injured if they're chasing something that's a little bit more extreme than the than the average Joe. Um, just for example, marathon. You know, you're doing something like in my Laura running book, which I'm actually propped up on at the minute, so I can't open it. At the beginning of the marathon bit, he says, if you're crazy enough to train for a marathon and then carry on, Jess knows that she's doing something a little bit more extreme, which isn't necessarily the healthiest thing to do, but she wants to do it and her values are in the right place, so go for it. But if she wanted to do it for the wrong reasons or she wasn't honoring the the stress that she's putting her body through, that probably wouldn't wouldn't be the right time. But it is. And 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 we respect that. So I think I had this conversation with a client yesterday as well. Um, and it was it was in, in regards to like this. Um, and I wrote an email on it the other week around like the stages of change and how it goes in a bit of like a, a life cycle, like a circle. And it's like we all have that initial like contemplation like should I do it shouldn't I do it we then take action we then get to a point where we're like main maintaining our sort of behavior or what we're doing mm -hmm. but with that then comes a relapse and people forget that that relapse whatever it might be quitting smoking and having a cigarette trying to fulfill exercise goals and it not working out because something happens it like goes back to the start and like I thought about it as this analogy and then um, I said to her, like, it's a little bit like an old school telephone, isn't it? Can you remember when you used to put your number in? You have to hold and go back to the start again and go back to the start again. But with every time you go back to the start again, it's like there's growth. There's like you then all of a sudden like a, an evolved version of the, the past version of yourself. So every time you do that, you learn. And it's like we all need to get it in our head that that's that's part of it. Um, and you're not going to just continue to be like, succeed 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 it's like with the frustrations it's really important to be able to reframe it as 
okay, not ideal, but what can I learn from this? How is this, how is this serving me? Well, I know actually by going back to motor skills or the mechanics of this movement, I'm going to come out the other side better off. Okay, cool. Then let's drop the ego and let's go. I just feel like everything we're talking about is in this book. And, oh, really? <laughs> but it's um, obviously a little bit more, more complex and everything. But um, for example, um, rule four is uh, abdicated. How do you pronounce that? Is it abdicated? Uh, notice that opportunity lurks where responsibility has been abdicated. Do not hide unwanted things in the fog. You know, we were saying we about the, the mindset stuff and like, don't, it will come back and bite you in the ass if you don't figure it out. So don't leave unwanted things in the fog. Imagine who you could be and then aim single-mindedly at that. Do not do what you hate. Um, there's, it's like uh, the one I'm just about to read is work as hard as you possibly can at, at least one thing and see what happens. Um, if old memories still upset you, write them down carefully and completely. Um, be grateful in spite of your suffering it's like many things that we're talking about um I think that's a good place to end I feel like you've just summarized everything <laughs> through JP yeah and and, and well, that's why if I always think it's a shame that you know I've previously been judged for liking him but let's put him aside like the stuff that he writes about is is powerful you know and okay yeah he says some things about fucking gender that people don't like but like so what mm. I, I don't agree with everything he says yeah, yeah. that's it that's a funny thing isn't it nowadays it's like you almost have to be all in with a person yeah. to to be, agree with them and it's like you have to be yeah. Yeah. uh oh one of my old clients he was thinking about doing the opex course and he was asking me certain and there's there's some obviously I did the course and I absolutely loved it, but there were parts of it that I didn't necessarily align with. doesn't mean that I hate OPEX. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I took what I could benefit from and, and I took the knowledge and the education and the talking with the coaches and, and everything was amazing. But there were certain things to do with nutrition, for example, that I was like, mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's up to date. I'm not sure that's going to help me in any way. So I just leave it. Yeah, yeah. And start saying that it's shit yeah this book is like, oh yeah you know but he's he says problematic things and it's like right who doesn't <laughs> yeah I think public eye there's things that people disagree with it doesn't matter at all it's like why if something is helpful and you enjoy it and you can take positive things from it why not enjoy it and, and, and if you think someone else might like it why not share it rather than being like oh I would lend you this book but he did say this thing about gender four years ago so I might you know it's like okay let someone make their own mind up exactly exactly and that's why I will continue to quote and share because I mm-hmm. find um his stuff and one of my client Gemma for example who's who probably is listening to this she absolutely loves it as well and she's actually going to to see him and she says the same as me she's just like I get a lot from it so why not enjoy it you know I've listened to him on a lot of podcasts I've not um I've not read any of his books but maybe I'll get around to it yeah it's it's not easy the first book is not easy to read I I, I read it twice because I was like I feel like I need to do that one again but I actually prefer it's easier do you feel like you need to read the first one first no 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 you don't um no I wouldn't say this is easier to read but I'd say it is 
I like the rule, the the rules for the, I find, for example, Jess, I find this super help, super helpful for our job. Mm. Um, obviously they're just principles and, and and thought processes, but and he doesn't mention health and fitness ever. But mm. there's certain things in here, like the bit I told I sent you about goals. I was like, that could be for anything. So I mm. find it, and I've already used some stuff from the book already. So yeah. Um, I don't know I just think if if, if you want to like dedicate some reading time to something that might like Mass said it's a, the best book he's ever read oh really that's saying something that's coming from Craig Massey who is you know who reads a lot of books and he said it's one of uh, the best books he, and he kept saying you need to read Beyond Building you need to read it and I was like I'll get around to it and now I have I'm like I see oh I see <laughs> I need to read it for the last year Hmm. Um, but no um I would say I'd send it to you after I finished it but I'm sending it to a client so maybe he can pass it on to you afterwards book club club, um good pod we are going to be back next Wednesday yeah with episode 35 35 any suggestions welcome anything you'd like to hear a little bit more of Sasha and I are always open please share like subscribe whatever we need to start doing this say share at the beginning of the pod, I think, because people get to this point and they've already gone. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Stephen Bartlett says at the beginning of his podcast. Oh, can you he says, Welcome to the diary of the CEO. Um, could you do me a favor? Could you just subscribe? Or he says, I hope no one's listening. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he says, Can you do me a favor if you're on Spotify or Apple Music? Can you just subscribe to this? And I was like, Oh yeah, one sec. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. <laughs> I'll just pause it one sec um, and it, it worked really well so um Let me do it in my podcast voice hi guys if you're still here can you just please um head over to Spotify and subscribe to us and also just take a quick screenshot and share it to your story much appreciated bye <laughs> that was good good podcast voice um yeah thanks guys um that was fun I hope you enjoyed yeah thank you so much and we'll see you next week yes bye-bye. bye bye